so many confirmations of what we prayed for tonight and what was shared tonight is a confirmation of the word that the Lord has given me for us tonight. And it's called Supernatural Empowerment for Frontline Workers. Supernatural Empowerment for Frontline Workers. I wanna speak to frontline workers tonight. You may be in the front lines of your marriage. You may be praying and believing that you need heaven sent changes, but it's tough. And some days a day-to-day struggle. You may be a frontline worker in your family. You may be the only one in your family that is serving the Lord and you have to go it alone and you need that staying power to stay strong. We wanna speak to you tonight. You may be a frontline worker in your career because at your job, you are the only one who believes in Christ and you, any gospel light in the place is yours to shine. It is a dark place. You can feel so lonely and isolated, intimidating. This is a word for you. You may be a frontline worker in your church, leading the charge out front as a ministry leader. And there are many eyes watching you. There is much that is depending on you. This message is for you as a frontline worker. And um, I just want you to know, beloved, that Another way to describe a frontline worker is someone who you are in a place where you represent Jesus Christ. You are in a place where you represent him and as such you are an ambassador. And there's a scripture tonight that uh, just one verse that I'm gonna be looking at from 2 Corinthians 12, 12. And it is a verse that actually refers to frontline workers. It says, apostles. But the Greek word for apostle means apo and stello. And when you put that compound word together, that actually means to be sent, to be sent as a personal representative of a powerful figure, the King, Jesus Christ. And frontline workers are those that you are in a strategic place, a place of a difficult place at times. And it's a place where you really need the power of God to visit you. It is a place where it can't be done unless the Spirit of God comes on you. And there is such a precious promise in 2 Corinthians 12, 12, especially as our brother Serge mentioned that people are crying out, will this end? Will this end? Perhaps something that you are in or you are trying to be faithful in your place when it seems very hard and you're very alone. I want you to know, beloved, if God has sent you to this place, this place in your family, in your church, at your workplace, in your career, you are sent there to represent him so he will sustain you. You have been appointed in this place, so I promise you, he will anoint you. 2 Corinthians 12, 12, Paul says, truly the signs of the apostle, that would be a sent, a person, an ambassador, were wrought or worked in among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. And this is the good news tonight that there is this great and precious promise that God is going to send signs and wonders and mighty deeds to his people, his ambassadors in this place. 
where even though it seems very difficult to stand, there is a promise of supernatural empowerment for these frontline workers. You're going into territories where perhaps churches and believers, their presence is weak or non-existent. You are in a place where you need to stand alone and yet you can feel at times so depleted yourself. No wonder the promise of signs and wonders and mighty deeds are needed for a person like this. So we'll just go right to the the cut to the chase here. How does a person, a frontline worker in that strategic appointed spot where they can feel very much at times overwhelmed or alone, or it seems there's no end to the battle that they face. How do we get into the signs and the wonders of this promise? And it really boils down when we look at it, where it says this work of being supernaturally empowered in your appointed place as a representative of the king, it is fully worked in you when first before in signs and wonders and mighty deeds, we learn what in all patience means because that's what prefaces the signs, the wonders and the mighty deeds. It shouldn't surprise us to see that the first supernatural empowerment to a frontline worker, to an ambassador is the promise to be supernaturally invaded in our patience. And patience, that Greek word is hupo meno. And hupo means under, and meno means to abide or stay. And when we put that together, those two words describe a person who will be supernaturally empowered to stay under pressure, will be supernaturally empowered to bear the weight no matter what it is, who will be supernaturally helped in the time when they get to the most depleted because you are called to be a representative of Christ. You are called to hold the line. It may be a thin line and it may only be you, but the Lord is pleased with you and he will send that in empowerment as you learn to stay under in your appointed place. He will visit you and I supernaturally with strength, with vision to be what we need to be. And it is the first supernatural equipping before the mighty signs, the wonders, before those answers to prayer, before you see radical change, there has to be a people who know how to stay under, how to stay under with grace, how to stay under dependent, how to stay under in victory before they see victory. And the Lord has promised to do that for you and I. My story, you know, when we first went into ministry, Pastor Carter and I, I remember so vividly, we, we were... Um, we were, started a church, we also started a school, and we had three children, and I would work all day at the school in Christian education. I've been in Christian education a long time. And come home and feed the kids and clean up and do that, and only to realize that I was that night leading a women's ministry. And what was so tough about that, I was raised a Catholic. I didn't even know what women's ministry was. I didn't know what you do. I didn't know what went on. It was like, and I remember that night that it was going to start and there was so much excitement among the women and I was so depleted. And I remember time was running out and I didn't even know what to say. I had come to the end of myself and I remember going in the bedroom and shutting the door and literally my back sliding against the wall. And I felt so so depleted and unable. Of course, the voices were right there. You don't, you don't, you shouldn't be doing this. You don't belong there. 
Because otherwise, why are you feeling the way you are? If you were called to that, wouldn't you be ready with a word? Wouldn't you be ready? Could hardly wait for the meeting to begin? Are you supposed to be sitting there alone with your head down, feeling depressed and, and so empty? But I can tell you, beloved, that all of a sudden, I remember so distinctly when I was truly not wanting to be here, not wanting to have to do that, feeling like I was going to disappoint everyone. I remember that supernatural stirring of the water inside me. All of a sudden, what wasn't there before was now there. All of a sudden, this very clear word came to me. And I remember like being so grateful and like, Lord, thank you that even though I'm in this place of where it seems depleted, I'm depleted. I thank you, oh God, that this is when you show up. This is when you supernaturally empower a frontline worker. This is when you promise all these promises that there will be signs and wonders. But first, there has to be the power to stay under, the power to depend on him, the power not to give up, the power to believe he will do what he says he will do. There needs to be this witness before the signs and the wonders come because we will be the sign and the wonder by persevering and not giving up. You know, there's a, a verse that says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And that was said to Paul when he had asked God three times to remove a thorn from his life. Three times he asked, could this piercing, could this pain, could this, what's going on in my life, could you please remove it? Aren't I an apostle called? Don't you love me? Haven't you showed up? Why would I be having to experience this thorn? Please, Lord, could you take it away? And he asked three times. That's not a lack of faith. That's an honest faith. That's, that's a real relationship with the Lord. I don't understand this, Lord, because I want to do your will. And now I seem to have this, this thing in me that, that it's very hard for me to stay under. It's very hard for me to keep walking. And yet the, he says, my grace, he says to Paul, is sufficient for you. You see, beloved, because Jesus was no stranger to thorns. Jesus was no stranger to thorns. There was a thorn on the whip that opened up his back, that opened up the, laid bare the muscle and the tissue and the blood vessels. There was a thorn, press, thorns pressed into his head, representing the dark, painful thoughts that can come to us when we are learning to bear and stay under the pressure of where we have been appointed. There is the thorns nails like thorns into his hands in his feet, impaling him to a cross so he couldn't go anywhere. And he couldn't go anywhere because he chose that. He could have had 10,000 legions of angels rescue him from that cross. But what was needed for our salvation, for our deliverance, that we would receive a supernatural empowering to stay under till the signs and the miracles and the answers come, is that he could look us in the eye and says, I know that and so much more what it is for a season, if need be, that you and I have to endure some things because we will be supernaturally empowered to stay in that place of thorns. We will super 
supernaturally be empowered and it will fit us to be a people who can be entrusted with signs and wonders and miracles. So many times, beloved, things go sideways when people want the signs and the wonders first. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if that came first before this old patience working in us, we would be corrupted and our characters would collapse because we would so readily follow because if signs and wonders happen in your life and mine right away, I'm telling you, the world would come knocking. The world would come calling and they wouldn't care really what the message is. They're just there to see the signs and the miracles. And I'm telling you, I believe we are going to see signs and miracles, but I'm saying that people are being fitted for that to keep people on track because the message is Jesus. Jesus could pull a huge crowd to follow him, a huge crowd, but the vast majority were there for the bun feed. When Jesus had to say, who wants to follow me? He has to part, eat my flesh and drink my blood. They left in droves. They were there in droves and they left in droves because they couldn't hear yet the fundamental message of what Jesus was really accomplishing. It was not a temporary filling of their bellies. It was not a temporary filling of get me out of pain so then I can carry on any way I want to live. No, the message of Jesus was one of so much more depth that I can put my spirit in you and whatever I ask you to do, I will supernaturally empower you to do it. Do you believe it? Because the cross is the supernatural door through which I live my life in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's learning endurance as a good soldier, learning staying power in hard places is the place fits us for that signs and the wonders for the messengers, the ambassadors, the sent ones. It is so, we sometimes cannot really appreciate what it is except that the word revealed, this is the order that God uses to really move on this faith, in this earth and through his believers. You know, this weekend we had... A, a, over 80 members of our alumni of Summit come back and visit us this weekend. Over 80 came back to tell their stories of what God had done for them after leaving Summit. And I can't tell you how it ministered to me. To see them be able to stand up and said, when I was here, I couldn't speak. When I was here, I was so shut down. I was a different person when I was here. But when I left this place, the word deposited in me and being touched and ministered to by his spirit, I left this place and little by little, God began to speak to me, follow me. If you would serve me, follow me. And some of them followed the Lord into the most desperate and dark places. Some places where there is barely a light of the gospel being preached in the corners of the earth that they have sent them to. And yet you should see them when they came back and testified. They were bold as lions. They were able to say, look what he's done in me. I was like this. And now by the power of Christ, I am like that. They were living testimonies to the signs and the wonders of how God works in a life, but they also learned they couldn't run. 
when, that, when they needed to learn to stay under, as they were learning patience, as they were learning something so deep happening in their character that they would not be corrupted out of them and they would not easily lay down what God was doing in them. That they could be faithful witnesses to what Jesus does in a life because they don't run when the assignment got tough. You are alone sometimes, beloved, in your marriage. You're alone in your family situation. You're alone at the workplace. You're alone sometimes coming to the end of yourselves. But I want to promise you, this is the way of God in the heart of his ambassadors, of the frontline workers who need to keep that light shining, to keep when they've come to the end of themselves and they say, Lord, I'm at the end of myself. Holy Spirit, come and empower me that the next step they take is one in the spirit and not of the flesh. And people around them begin to understand, wow, there is something different about this frontline worker. We know that it is the power of Christ in us. We know it is him being gracious and kind and long-suffering with him. But how can Christ be seen except we, the, this vessels that are sometimes broken, we are broken that his light may shine through us and we can trust his process. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace, I love you and I am pleased with you, the Lord is saying. So many times that we think that when things get tough that maybe we've done something wrong and maybe we've missed plan A. No, this verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 12 tells us the exact opposite, that God is working something so supernatural that his signs and wonders and mighty deeds will come after all patience, that power to stay under a difficult spot has been worked in us. Beloved, do not despise the way that the Lord chooses to lead us to strengthen us and to supernaturally empower us to stay in our appointed and strategic place. His inexhaustible grace will never run out because our need of it is great. His inex inexhaustible grace will never come to the end. It will be there for us every time we need it. But sometimes we have to be pressed very low to call on it. Sometimes we get to the end of ourselves and then he is there waiting for us as we hear. And we truly know that it is a pathway to power. So, you know, there is the gospel, a true gospel, but there are variations of the gospel and that's not the true gospel. And I'm sad to say that sometimes we have a type of the gospel that is the American gospel and that glorifies popularity and that can lead to pride. But the apostle Paul chose, it was his good pleasure to choose weakness and infirmities because he unlocked a truth that we know he lived, that helps us even today, that says, when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am given the power to stay under where I don't want to, then I am strong. Then we are going to see God will be faithful to us in giving us miraculous answers. But this, beloved, is a way that we need to, as the people of God sometimes, to not crave 
the signs and the wonders first, to not get ahead of ourselves, to understand how important it is that we as his people in strategic places learn the lesson of staying under, staying under the pressure, staying under everything that comes against us that wants us to give up. We will be supernaturally empowered to stay in our place if we ask him. When we look to him, he's going to get glory in that as well as the supernatural. I heard recently of a church. They were having, they were gathered and, and they started to declare to the people, there is going to be a mighty revival in the land. And they said, it's not really going to come through prayer. It's going to come through signs and wonders. And I was dismayed when I heard that because we don't understand that signs and wonders are not what is going to turn people's hearts to Christ. It will keep them mesmerized, but it will not bring them to a place of repentance and connection to the power and love and life of Jesus Christ. But it's going to be the people that he can send that walks among us, walks among them, who can be entrusted with whatever God chooses to do in the last time because they were in a place of prayer, because they were calling on the name of the Lord, because they knew they couldn't take another step except he supernaturally empowered them. This is the way of the ambassadors. This is the way of the frontline worker who is needed to be sown throughout this nation that God can do what he needs to do in the last time. And I do believe it is a place of letting his word dwell richly in us, of letting his, um, of us trusting him what has come into our life. He will supernaturally visit us in ways of our character, in ways of our trust in him, in ways of our desperation, and he comes through, and it becomes a glorious testimony. So tonight, we've heard so many people talk about, I am in depression. I am at the end of it. Can I just say to you, beloved, of course, we've, we understand that. But I hope that listening in tonight, you are actually being envisioned to see where God has placed you and great and precious promises being made to you. That our brother Ross says that he actually will show up. His presence will come and you will be enabled to stand where you couldn't before. You will be enabled to hope where you had no hope. You will supernaturally be able to take that first step of grace into repairing the marriage, repairing um, that work situation where you can burn brightly for Christ because you are learning patience the ability to stay under all the pressure and everything that comes against us because we know that that is how miracles, that is how God is really seen in his supernatural power, first in all patience and then whatever he wants to do after that. So I'm encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged when I see that people, God doesn't give up on us I am encouraged when I see alumni, they come in one way, they leave and they become another person because they have learned to trust him and walk with him. No matter what situation you are facing tonight, and I am sure if you are a frontline worker, you are truly being severely tried and tested. But count it all joy, beloved. 
Let patience have its perfect work. Let him know that he will come alongside of you in such a supernatural empowerment. You will be amazed yourself and everyone around you to go, where do you get that strength? Only from the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we will get ready to see everything that he wants to do in and through our lives. We will not be corrupted by that. And we will continually give him glory for whatever he wants to do. So I pray tonight that you and I will be given strength to stay in our appointed places. That we will be given power to stay in that place where all patience will be worked in us and through us as a gateway for the Lord to do the big picture in our life, the small picture in our life, the miracles in our life. We will not despise this path.